again. Thank you, brother. Remember, Warren, now, 33 radiation treatments. He's knocked out three of them and has 30 more. Five, oh, you have. Man, you're, you're making progress. I told Warren Wednesday night what I prayed. And I prayed that God would direct that radiation that the very first one would knock out that little cancer spot. That's what I prayed. And I, I prayed believing. That's what I prayed for. We may never know if that prayer was answered, but I prayed for it. I prayed for it. All right. Here's what it says, beginning verse 9. For this cause also, since the day we heard it, you'd have to read the first eight verses to know what, what that is. The day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord in all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to the glory, His glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering and joyfulness. That was last sun, uh, Sunday before last. Uh, that was the text. Then verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet, suitable, fit, is what that word means. I'll use the word fit. Make us fit to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Now, I want to start tonight by just sharing with you some scripture. Just start sharing with you some scripture. And I'll have you turn to these. There's not very many of them. But it will, it will put this in good perspective as we look at them. First one I want to share is Philippians, the back of the book, just passed, well, one page over in my Bible, one page back. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 and 7. I know you're familiar with this, but it don't hurt to read it over and over and over. I was telling somebody the other day that I, I'm always amazed at passages that I'm familiar with and love and have read hundreds and hundreds of times and read them and see something I've never seen before. That's the way the Bible is. How many of you know tonight you'll never exhaust its truths? I'll tell you how, how dumb I was one time. When the Lord first called me to preach, uh, the thought crossed my mind, what am I going to do when I've preached all the Bible? <laughs> Wasn't that silly? <laughs> oh, and I've never been able to and never will as long as I live. Verse 6 says, Be careful, and that means be not overly anxious for nothing. And that's, that's hard to do. That is. We get tore up, don't we? We get tore up about things. And uh, remember, you have to be careful about being over-anxious about anything simply because it may be lack of faith on your part. And so it says, be careful for nothing, but in everything, then leave nothing out, everything by prayer and supplication. Now prayer and supplication are separate in this verse. And supplication is pleading with God. I know that all of us have had experiences where we, we pray about something and uh, 
we think maybe we go to the Lord in prayer because we want to thank Him for something. Usually that's the case. We want to thank Him for something, and we should voice it to Him. And so prayer that's prayer. Supplication is those times when you really were burdened and you just cried out to God and pleading, please help me, Lord. Please help us, Lord. Please help this person or that person or whatever. And, uh, you know, I remember one time that I was preaching and I was telling the folks, you need to be, stay close to the Lord. You need to be careful not to ever get out of fellowship with the Lord. Never get out of fellowship. Because there might come a time when you need to cry out to Him immediately something serious and you may not be on praying ground simply because God said He wouldn't answer your prayers if you had sin in your life that was unconfessed and unforsaken. That's a fact. And I I made this remark. I said, you know, you might be an adult with a child and that child may be might, might be injured really bad or something and you need to cry out to God and you're not able to on behalf of that child that you love and you desire God to touch them and meet their needs. And this little girl, she went home and told her mama what I said. And her mama wouldn't let the, her kids come back to church anymore. They were riding the bus and I don't know what she thought about that but uh, evidently the little girl... Uh, convicted her own mother because her own mother wouldn't dark a church door under any condition. Anyway, she wasn't going to let her kid hear that preaching anymore. It was true, but anyway, and it goes on to say, uh, prayer and supplication, and look at this, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. Now, here's where uh, I want to point this out, that it says, with thanksgiving. I said this morning, if you're not a thankful person, if you're not a grateful person, if you can't give thanks unto the Lord, you don't have a prayer life. Anybody with a spoonful of brains wouldn't be able to figure that out. You can't have a prayer life if you're not thankful. If you're not thankful. And you might say, well, I'm thankful, and it be words come out of your mouth, but it may not actually be giving thanks unto God, because there's a lot of ways to do that. I'm here tonight because I'm thankful. I know you all are too. And so he says that. And then in verse 7, look at this awesome promise that comes with that. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I gave you something this morning. I said this is good medicine for depression. Or this is good medicine for a bad mood. I don't even remember what it was, but I read it right straight out of the Bible. Oh yeah, it was where, uh, add to your faith virtue and those scriptures like that. And so it says, not only the heart, I need my heart to be kept. I, I, I confess to you tonight that I have a keeping Lord. He's a keeping Lord. In other words, He keeps our heart. And boy, the mind too. And we would all pray, Lord, keep my mind. I want you to keep my mind. Uh, through Christ Jesus. What an awesome text that is related to being thankful and, uh, in, our, in our prayer life. In other words, a prayer is not just petition, but it's praise and thanksgiving. I want to tell you tonight, the next time you get ready to pray, 
whatever the situation may be or whatever, some have a regular prayer time. You've told me that every night before you go to sleep, you pray for people in the church. And they've told me, I pray for you, Brother Thomas. Man, you couldn't tell me anything that would light a fire into me any better than to tell me you pray for me. Brother William tells me that all the time. I pray for you every day, preacher. Oh, if you knew how bad the devil hates me, you would too. Everybody would. But anyway, I know you have prayer time. And when you get ready to pray, understand, it's more than just petition. It is a thanksgiving unto God. And say, God, I thank you. Uh, you, you know, you, you wouldn't believe, I wouldn't tell it because you'd think I'd lost my mind. The things that I thank God for sometimes. The things that I thank God for. Well, I'll tell you one. <laughs> I'll tell you one, you're going to laugh at me. But uh, ever since I was in high school in, in shop, uh, shop was my favorite course in high school. It was my favorite course. I'd done really well in shop. We had a class on electrical wiring, uh, Brother Warren. We had this big panel, and I, I learned how to wire. I could wire a house. I could wire anything. Matter of fact, I'll tell you this story right quick. I, I put in the service in a couple of mobile homes. Well, it was three or four mobile homes. People who couldn't afford you know, and I, I, it's not something I charged for. Just done it. Dig the ditch, bury the wire, put that in, you know, and get the electrical inspector to come and uh, sign off on it and uh, get the electric turned on. And then one day I was visiting the electrical inspector in his home. He's a member of our church, by the way. And uh, I don't think he does that anymore. But he said, Brother Thomas, you always do such good work, but I've got to tell you this. I'm sorry. I can't sign off on any more. I said, well, that's all right. He said, you're not an electrician. You have to be an electrician. Well, I, so that ended that. <laughs> but in shop class, I learned how to do that. And then I had a power mechanics class, and that room was full of Briggs & Stratton 5-horsepower vertical shaft motors. And we rebuilt them and brought old motors to school and overhauled them. I had one that there wasn't no way you could get parts for. And it was a cast iron block. And the teacher said, we'll fix that. We'll do a ring job on that. It smoked like a freight train. And uh, we went down to the parts house. Used to be right there before you go across the bridge. And we went down there and, and we took that piston and... We told that guy we want a, we want some rings that'll fit in the groove and just a little bit bigger than the than the piston and we'll take them and slip them down in the cylinder and we'll grind them off to where the gap is just exactly what it ought to be and we'll rebuild that motor. I tell you, it run like a top. So I learned that stuff. I learned it in high school, and um, I don't know the point I was making, brother Tim. I've done done dug myself in a hole and he <laughs> but anyway it'll come to me in just a minute the point that I was making but anyway uh, that passage of scripture when you talk to God understand that it's more than petition but it's oh yes I know see, I told you it would come to me I, 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 I work, I've, I've worked on those old motors all along it's sort of a hobby for me 
I was telling Brother Cecil the other day, uh, he sold me a, a rototiller that pulls itself and digs like crazy. And I was talking about working on one. He said, well, brother, you've got a good tiller. I sold you a good tiller. I said, yeah, but I just like fixing those old tillers. Well, I've got an old tiller that probably, it is so antique. You can't get parts or nothing for it. And I, I had worked on it and worked on it and worked on it for a year or two, trying to get parts enough to fix it where it worked. And the other day I finished up, got it fixed, sitting on the stool in the middle of the garage. And I bowed my head and I said, I thank you, dear Lord, for this rototiller. I did. Y'all wouldn't believe some of the things I tell the Lord I'm thankful for. You know, the happiest people I know in this world are people that appreciate little things that wouldn't amount to nothing to nobody else. But anyway, you remember that when you pray. Let me give you another one. Hebrews chapter 13. In Hebrews the 13th chapter, this is a neat passage of Scripture. And we're talking about being thankful in our prayer life. And the 15th verse says this. Talking about Christ, it says, By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. So when I pray, it's a sacrifice from me to Him. It's an offering that I lift up to Him. You know what? He likes to hear from us. And I want to tell you something. If you go for a period of time in your life and you're not talking to the Lord, you're in trouble. You're, in a posi- you're out of fellowship with Him for one thing. And I'll just tell you this. You get that way, He'll bring you back. If you really are saved, He will bring you back. The Bible is very clear about that. Let me give you another one right quickly. This one is found... I'll go back in the Old Testament. Psalms 100. That's, that is a unique psalm. And I've told you before that I remember when uh, I was a little tot and some, uh, some Sunday school teacher uh, made me memorize this psalm. Psalms 100. And it's only five verses long. And I appreciate that because you know what? You know, teachers, I want to tell you something. You think, uh, you think that it's not impacting these kids to have them look up scriptures in the Bible and memorize scriptures in the Bible? i got news for you. It's not a wasted effort because, I, you know, here's the thing. Everything that we learn in life, the Lord can bring it back to our mind. The Bible actually tells us that. They can bring them back to their mind. And so this was one of them. This was one of them. I'm going to read it all, but I want to point out just one verse. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know, uh, know you that the Lord, He is God, and it is He that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. This is the verse, verse 4. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. Let me ask you a question. You want to know how to get the most out of a worship service? I just read it to you. If you walk in these doors with a thankful heart, I'll guarantee you that God will speak to you. Because if you've got a thankful heart, it means you've been listening to the Spirit anyway. Amen? 
Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth all generation. Boy, it'll never go away. It'll always be the same and his mercy is everlasting. I love that. I love that. But that says that we're to enter into his gates uh, with thanksgiving. Now let me share with you a, a passage out of Psalms 107. You can turn over a page or two, and here's what it, here's what it says in Psalms 107. Now I don't know whether you know this, but I'm sure you do. But Psalms 107 is one of the most unique psalms in all of the psalms, simply because it tells one situation right after another, and it says that they get in trouble for something, and they cry unto the Lord, and He rescues them. And, and in the psalm, it repeats this one, two, three, four times, the same words, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Over and over it says that. Gives one situation right after another. Here's one of them. In verse, beginning in verse 17. Listen carefully to this. Fools, oh man, that's, ooh, that's gonna talk, that's gonna talk bad about somebody when it starts out and calls them a fool. A fool. Fools, because of their transgressions and because of their iniquity, are afflicted. Now, I wonder how many afflicted people for this very purpose that you could find that would say, this is the reason for my affliction. Have you ever heard anybody say that? I have. I really have. I've had people to tell me, Brother Thomas, this is the reason this happened to me. I heard that just the other day. And it goes on to say, their souls abhorreth all manner of meat. Now, souls is their appetite, and all manner of meat is food, all food. And they draw near unto the gates of death. They're in a world of hurt. They're in a world of trouble. Then I love the first word in the 19th verse. It says, Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them out of their distresses. He saved them out of their distresses. He sent His word or His command and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. And then He says this, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works among the children of men. And look at verse 22. And let them sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. That's what all the result of it ought to be. It ought to be that. It ought to be that. It ought to be crying unto the Lord and then have the Lord heal and then be able to share with the sacrifices of thanksgiving. We don't have the sacrifices they had in the Old Testament, but our sacrifice is thanksgiving. Thank, giving thanks unto God. Giving thanks. And there's a lot of ways that we can do that. Then I want to share with you uh, one more verse related to this. It's in the book of First Thessalonians, and it's in chapter number 5. First Thessalonians, just a page or two from our, uh, from our text. In chapter 5, 1 Thessalonians, 
And this is an awesome text. Matter of fact, I want to read. Uh, I want to read several verses here. So I'll start with verse number one, and this is why it's an awesome text. But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. It'll be unexpected when he comes back. For when they say peace and safety, that's when it'll happen. Then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. That's those the judgment of God is going to fall upon when he returns to this earth. By the way, we're studying that on Wednesday night. And as I shared with you, I've been teaching on what all is going to happen in the air. We'll meet the Lord in the air. How long are you going to stay in the air? Well, I can tell you how long. I can tell you all that's going to happen. And it goes on to say in verse 4, But ye, brethren, now listen to this. This is not talking about those who are going to fall under the judgment of God when that happens. Are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. In other words, you'll be ready when it comes. You'll be ready when that time comes. He goes on to say, You are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for the helmet and hope of salvation. For God is not appointed us under wrath, but obtaining salvation by the Lord Jesus Christ. And some uh, who, I'll read on, who, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should be lived together with Him, wherefore comfort one another together and edify one another, even as also you do. Now, I didn't find thankfulness in that, but it's in that. It is in that. You know, see, we're different from the unconverted world around us. We're just different. We're different. And so, those are the Scripture passages that I want you to think about. I know you wrote them down. If you didn't, I'll give them to you after church services tonight. So the next point, and this will be uh, next Sunday night. Uh, I think it's next Sunday night. I'm not sure. I've got a couple of Sunday nights uh, working on. But thankfulness must have a cause. There's nobody thankful that don't have a reason to be thankful. And so anybody listening to these messages from this verse, if you would have to say, I, I'm not thankful and I don't know why, I can tell you why. You've got to have a reason. And boy, is this reason ever given in this verse of Scripture. That will be the subject next Sunday night. Father, we praise You and we thank You for this wonderful verse of Scripture. And we're so thankful that, Father, You teach us that thankfulness, gratitude, is so much a part of our worshiping You. That we do not worship You apart from it. We don't even pray. Oh, we may voice the words. But Lord, they could be words that never reach any farther than the ceiling. We've got to be grateful. We have to be thankful. That's very much a part of our prayer life. Help us to understand that we can grow in that. We can become more and more thankful 
every day of our life. And Father, if it gets any better, I don't know if I can stand it. Things to be thankful for. Help us tonight. Speak to hearts. Lead us, dear God, in the way you'd have us to go. In Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen. Now stand with me as Brother Aaron leads us in a closing number.